Welcome to That Might Be Cool. I'm Jason Hammonds. I am Chase Anderson. And today we're joined by a lovely, beautiful, cute, gorgeous, oh, amazing guest. Thank you. His name is Ryan Burke. Welcome to the show, Ryan uh, Burke. Yeah, thank you for having me. Of course, yes. of course. Uh, you're a comic book writer extraordinaire. Uh, let people know where they can find your comic, and then we'll plug it again at the end of the show. Cool. Uh, yeah. Coronary. Coronary episode one, two, three. Hell yeah. At uh, Comic Central, Comicsology, Amazon. Everywhere. All that good stuff. Amazon. Good bookstores. You hear that fancy way he says Amazon? He thinks he's superior to you, Americans. Ah, Maybe he he is. We don't know. (laughs) I'm definitely not. (laughs) I came in here and I was like, Do you have a microwave? (laughs) And then just like force fed myself food in the corner. (laughs) Just like, (laughs) Dude, it was adorable. Yeah. We we had turkey burgers before you came Mm. here. So spicy ones. Spicy ones. Very spicy ones. Uh, We are are on the road to Endgame. uh, And today we'll be talking about Captain America Civil War. Buck, do you remember me? Your mom's name is Sarah. You used to wear newspapers in your shoes. You're a wanted man. I don't do that anymore. Well, the people who think you did are coming right now. They're not planning on taking you alive. Dun, dun, dun. Um, yeah, dun, dun, dun. Sounds, yeah. Captain America. Don't yeah. like. Does he have a theme song? I don't know. Uh, Captain America. Na, 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 does whatever. <laughs> Throws a shield. Bounces around. <laughs> does stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I tried I tried to contribute. Yeah, I yeah, just no, it works. pulled I mean, a blank. Of sure. I mean, you're not wrong. He does, <laughs> he does, he does stuff. Has yeah. a flag. Diabetes. He something, a... something. And Diabetes. We make cars. That's what? Captain America. Oh, America. Different one. Different guy. <laughs> He has an M on his, or an apostrophe on his helmet. (laughs) (laughs) So guys, Civil War, Captain America Civil War, a.k.a. Avengers 2.5, a.k.a. Iron Man Civil War, a.k.a. There's there's a guy and he's doing bad stuff and we got to stop him. Helmet Zemo. Helmet. 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 Helmet Man. Is that a real name? Helmut. Helmet? That's probably a German name. I'm pretty sure it is. It's in that like vague. Well, this is Eastern yeah. Europe-ish. <laughs> it's yeah, a, it's 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 a, anything can be a name. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Any 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 uh, German listeners tweeted that might be cool. Let us know if helmet's a real name, <laughs> <laughs> please. <laughs> we need to know. Yeah. What you so? What what you guys think of Civil War? I mean, when like when did you first see it? Did you see it like opening weekendish? I know Chase did. I saw it here in California. That's right. Yeah. Nice. I knew that. So you about didn't you. know that. I did know that. Yeah. You did not I know that. I wasn't. You with weren't even you. there. No, I wasn't there. But I remember you saying that. I was on vacation. Yeah. And uh, it rained. And uh, so me and my friends were like, hey, let's just go. I, I talked him into it because I really mm-hmm. wanted to see it. And I've talked about this on the show before. Kyle had not seen, one of my friends had not seen any of them. So he literally had no idea what was going on. That's incredible. It was, it was this awesome. is the best movie to see, I think, if you've I mean, never seen yeah. a Marvel movie. It's, it's pretty good. <laughs> like, I have yeah. no idea what's going like, on. This is just this is a giant man. Like, I think he, he fell asleep, but he probably woke up to that. And he's like, oh, my gosh. What are they doing? An airport. That's a tiny airport. No, nope, nope, that's a big guy. He should not be that big. Isn't that the same guy that was smaller before? <laughs> Why is he so big now? He's small now. He's big. Oh, oh no. God. I can't keep track. Yeah. What about you, Ryan? Did you see this opening uh, weekend? Or were you like... I, DVD. It was like Netflix, uh, like a wow. year and a half later. Like, oh, oh really? Thing, nice. You're one of those guys that's it. like, I don't really care about all these superheroes. Uh, uh, I just, I'm not really. I'm kind of above all of it. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> just too poor to go to the theater. Dude, that's like. fair. That's fair. Yeah. It was before Movie Pass. Yeah. Although yeah. now we're after Movie Pass, so it's the same world again. Is it dead? Hmm? It's like alive, but not really. Huh. They're it's trying like, to get back. Yeah. I, I heard they failed epically, and oh, then yeah. they're like, hey. 
we're still here. And everybody's like, no, I was like, no, you're not. No, you're not. We don't believe it. Because they, they, yeah. they, they went too hard too fast. Yeah. Basically what happens. Yeah, I remember you trying to talk me into getting it. Hey, dude, it was great. I mean, I got my money's worth. The two months that I had movie pass were awesome. <laughs> nice. What about when they stole your bank info and sold it info. to um, Helmet Zemo? They don't yeah. have your bank info. They just have your debit card number. Huh. So well, that's like, all right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they stole a bunch of money from me. But... <laughs> yeah, it's just money. Yeah. I mean, yeah. money's money when movies for free. Yeah, or something. Yeah, I don't know. I I dug back into it. Yeah, and like I actually, I'm not sure if I'm reading into it far too much, mm. but I actually think it's more interesting than people think it is. Oh, I think there's actually some like yeah layers to it. Got a little hot take on it. Yeah, interesting. I have. I kind I'll of leave it to you. I no, I I, I I'm with you though because I I this is one of my like. This is one of my favorite Marvel movies, uh, but I feel like it's become the cool thing to not like it for some reason. Yeah. I feel like that and like Age of Ultron have that like, uh, yeah. that was like the second movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but, um, a- Age of know, Ultron like for it. sure has, and that, that'll be a thing that we've already talked about at this point, even though this is the first episode we're sh- actually sh- recording. Sh- I mean, <laughs> you're, movie you're, magic. You're, you're pulling the curtain back. <laughs> Please. Jeez. Preserve um, the magic. It's our first episode. <laughs> well, so yeah. what? What do, what do you think is? I mean, obviously, like it is. I think complex in certain ways that uh, you know you've got a lot of this sort of like world politics going on, and it's showing the kind of like the world of the MCU as it relates to regular people, almost where we're like becoming aware of like Wakanda and like sort of the geopolitical aspect of it. But I don't know what what, yeah. what do you like? What what is it that you think you sort of makes this movie? more complex to you or, or or gives it that life i what well, all right here is yeah please <laughs> it's not that hot a take but i i think <laughs> i'm not sure if anyone's dug away at this uh-huh but i feel like the first captain america is very much like about idealism yeah and like america's the greatest oh yeah and then the second one is like uh <laughs> <laughs> oh no <laughs> as i i feel that like modernism kind of like sucks the soul out of it a little bit yeah you know? it's very like Interesting. Oh, this is in a car park now. <laughs> Everyone is being tracked. Yeah. I don't know. I just think it's interesting that, like, Captain's America... Captain's America? Captain's, yeah. The captains. two Captain's America. Both Captain's. Uh, their identity is very much kind of around, like, Bucky. Yeah. Because Bucky is the last remnant of, like, who he used to be like. Mm. I think that's interesting that his, like, not individuality as much, but, like, his personhood is kind of very linked to him yeah yeah and if like bucky goes i feel that like captain america would go that's interesting yeah it's like it's the last the last remnant of like who he really was like who steve rogers was before he was captain america yeah he'll do anything to hold on to that almost yeah that it's like almost like he does a lot of crap especially in this movie (laughs) where he's like it's like oh that's questionable i know i mean he's a brainwashed yeah serial uh Hitman, basically assassin. Yeah. Well, that's it's interesting looking at Bucky through that lens of like being Steve's sort of innocence or his, his purest form because a Steve representing America and b yeah. that Bucky has been brainwashed and stuff. And so it's like if if Steve if Bucky represents Steve's purest form or whatever, and he's been like uh, uh, you used know or, brainwashed yeah. and used or whatever and polluted or corrupted, then it's almost like you you can almost see that as Steve trying to like restore his own innocence in a way yeah that's an interesting well interesting you guys are getting pretty deep yeah i was gonna talk about you know fighting in an airport <laughs> yeah but I, yeah I was, you guys are getting... i was gonna pull in something about the airport actually which yeah? is quite interesting 
I just I'm I'm not sure if it's like that relevant, but like please, anything's Cap- relevant. Captain America is like the symbol of like America itself. He is like very like nationalistic. And oh yeah, like, who are and uh, the fact it's in an airport, which is like the most generic, bland, <laughs> nowhere in particular. Uh, I d- I just like that like the juxtaposition of both of those two. Yeah, that is interesting for sure. Like. Because, like, can you remember, like, the last airport you've been to? Like, is it that distinct to any other airport? I was just I guess, at an airport. Yeah, Chase, yeah. Chase was at an airport well, the, the thing that I was talking about was, like, how, like, how did they clear out an entire airport like that? You, can you just close an airport? I don't think so. It's a smaller airport. It's like, I came from uh, a small airport in Provo, and then yeah. I landed in LAX. Yeah, you came from, like, a two-plane airport. But, yeah, LAX. But, yeah, in the, in the airport that they're at is in Berlin, right? See, exactly. like I think that, it is. Right? I, I only remember that because uh, it's an Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah, reference. So, yeah, there's no it's way you'd Germany. be able to clear that out, especially because like when they like when they clear it out, there's flights in the air, right? Like, yeah, that would be landing there. I mean, I'm sure you could like redirect the flights or whatever. <laughs> there's yeah. like, but then also like, yeah, how do you get that many? Because there's thousands of people at any one moment inside. Well, an I feel airport. like they wanted to do like a like an area. Yeah, that there would be no people. Mm-hmm. But I'm like an airport. Yeah, there's always people at an airport. Yeah, but it just like seems a strange place for there to be like this it, big very much. Why, why do you think they chose yeah. an airport though? Just because of the the scenery. Like, I think they I can play I, with a you know Ant Man can step on an airplane. I think it's two things. I think it's like you have a wide open space for them to fight and not see a bunch of buildings collapsing. Uh, but then they can also play with the environment and like you know use a bunch of like props. Yeah, to still make the fight interesting without a bunch like without showing a bunch of people dying because they're also not they're not crashing into the airport itself they're kind of like outside yeah they're just like outside they're playing just messing around up the all the planes so nobody yeah. needs, an airport doesn't need planes that's no the they don't need planes yeah that's they got hel- helicopters i mean they are like destroying a bunch of people's cars no Although actually yeah. they do go crashing into the airport at one point but no one's there yeah, they go no. into the airport. Yeah, Falcon and because I think there's like a throwaway line at the beginning Spider-Man. where they're like, "Oh, they've yeah. cleared out the airport." Yeah, <laughs> well, they've <laughs> heard that's Captain enough. America might be coming by to steal a plane, so everybody out. Let's that's, clear out thousands right. of people. Let's displace everyone into like some stateless <laughs> void. <laughs> yeah, Captain America swung by. Yeah, you got like <laughs> all these international people yeah. and like yeah, people going. From, they have no rights, oh my no gosh. legal protections. Yeah, yeah. literally, like, not one person. Yeah. Like I mean, if you watch uh, Spider Man three, they have at the end of it, mm-hmm. um, they have like a crowd. Yeah, I'm like, there's got to be a crowd. There's got to be one person. But they, yeah, they mess up all their cars in the parking lot. Yeah, that's terrible. The Marvel kind of does this a lot with their movies. <laughs> Marvel does Where'd this. My car go. <laughs> yeah, what? Curse that's, you, Iron that's Man. The, that's what I want to hear. That's the story I'm there for. I they do it a lot though. Where like in their movies because they. Like after the response to Man of Steel, they were trying so hard to like not be Man of Steel. Where it's like in Age of Ultron, there's always this thing where it's like, you know, clear, like where Iron Man's like flying toward a building to like throw Hulk into or whatever, and it's like, okay, the building's empty. Think on like like stuff like that. Where he like, does a scanner, like somehow he has a. Yeah, I mean that's, that's and he's like, good. oh, this giant skyscraper has not a single person in it. I can throw Hulk through it. Like it's just stuff like that where they're like going out of their way to like be like, oh no, don't worry, this building's okay to smash. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're telling that to the audience so they can maintain sure. the PG thirteen. Yeah, you know, well, Avengers I mean, don't kill innocent people, even though that's what those, this whole movie is about mm-hmm. is k- killing innocent people. Yeah, yeah, because the in uh, uh, Age of Ultron, yeah. they kind of like make you believe that like nobody died. Yeah, 
but and then in this one they're like, all right, yeah, lots of people died. Yeah, absolutely. You know, <laughs> yeah, we uh, yeah. <laughs> we like we killed a lot. You can't of have a giant guy around and not like paste a couple. On oh yeah, so. of course. That's the only thing. Like so. What I always thought was weird about this movie uh-huh. is like when Thunderbolt Ross comes in and he's like, "Look at all this mess you made," and it's like, "Yeah, we we'll, we saved New York from an alien invasion." Yeah. Sorry, we messed yeah, sorry, up. sorry, we saved we you. yeah, we saved you. And then uh, yeah, Ultron is the only one that I would consider their fault. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, th- like a Hydra. The 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 taking over shield like that's on you dog like yeah that's like that's you guys right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're welcome you... we didn't you didn't just murder a million people yeah like, why are people? you blaming us for your government being taken over by hostile forces <laughs> like that's yeah. not our fault that that's the one where I think it's hilarious that they're like trying <laughs> to pin it on the Avengers yeah. like this this bureaucrat this government bureaucrat being like remember that time that the government was taken over by these secret sleeper operatives <laughs> from a terrorist organization and then you stopped them when they were using our own helicarriers to spy on our people yeah. and you were asleep and for the entire them. time they were expensive they, yeah like yeah. <laughs> what are how is this our fault for me stopping them almost single-handedly well, dog yeah i don't get why uh captain america doesn't say anything either mm-hmm. he's like in the meeting and like there's like this is all your fault and he yeah. doesn't say like uh hey hey uh it's because he's the strong, you know. silent type. He's just sitting there going, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, but he's not saying it. No, he's no. Just, in, just sitting there going like, well, I'm going to do what I want, I don't care. <laughs> I'm Captain America. Yeah. <laughs> I had, know better than you. Yeah, because that's the whole kind of theme of the movie, isn't it? Like, yeah. His like, idealism versus like, I'm going to do what I want. <laughs> as many helicarriers as I want. <laughs> Fuck well, me. I, I think he's like, in the like what you were saying in the first mm. one, he's about like um, him being very... Um, patriotic yeah you yeah. know and then the second one he kind of realizes that the government or whatever this uh shield agency doesn't have yeah. Yeah, america's best in, um interest yeah. interest you know and it's fallible uh, yeah so he he becomes more you know less about like the establishment and more about um individual like freedom liberty. and yeah. liberty for like you know a kind of against so he he goes from like one end of the spectrum to the other end yeah and i like that iron man kind of does the same thing too where at the beginning of his movie he's like i'm gonna do whatever i want the only thing that matters is the next mission which he says is and you know it's a line from iron man yeah and then he gets to the point where he's like he's messed up which is every single one of his movies yep is an enemy that he has created (laughs) yeah so like it's very hypocritical of him like to be blaming steve rogers yeah you know Yep. Iron Man's the one that needs to be kept in check because he's the sure. one that's creating all these enemies. Yeah, created yeah. Ultron. Yes. I think. I think literally yeah. at this movie, he sells of... weaponry. If this movie had been just rather rather than them being like, "Look, we need to regulate the Avengers," if they'd literally just been like, "We need to lock up Tony Stark." This movie, every problem solved. Like yeah. the Avengers are just like, I guess we have nothing to do anymore because Tony's not creating weapons that fall into the wrong hands every other day. <laughs> The best is, you know that scene where um, Thunderbolt, Ross, uh-huh. he's talking to him and uh, you can see Tony Stark in the corner. He says, yeah, you guys cause a lot of problems. And then all six of their heads just turn. Turn to Tony. And they all look at Tony and Tony go, what? What? I don't know, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I didn't create a death robot and try to play with a weird uh, uh, Infinity Stone or whatever or... I mean, all the like every every movie that involves Iron Man seems to be about Iron Man creating some weird technology, yeah. and then somebody getting a hold of it, or him letting in a bunch of aliens, or whatever. <laughs> like, just a bunch of stuff Tony just, does to yeah. f people over. It's kind of funny. So much shenanigans. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
Uh, is that a fair use of the word shenanigans? Oh, it's, it's the so. best word. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Tony Stark's shenanigans. What'd you guys think of the CGI when when uh, Tony like shows his little little baby boy face in that uh, that That's little flashback cute. thing? You think it was pretty good? Pretty mind blowing. That was the yeah. first one. Yeah, the, the first. Uh, what do they, what do they call it? The, well, not quite. De aging thing. I don't know what it is. That's yeah. true. I guess it was the first de aging, but it wasn't the first time they'd played with ages because I guess the first time they'd experimented with this type of technology was in Captain America. When they made Captain America like skinny and small. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, obviously. And yeah. then, and then in Winter Soldier, they made Peggy Carter look really old and decrepit. Uh, That's different, though. They've always yeah. done that. Not quite, because that because they that use wasn't... CGI to do that. Yeah, it was one hundred percent CGI. What? There was no makeup for that. Really, some makeup ladies out of uh-huh. a chop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice you're ruining Marvel. the industry. <laughs> yeah, because they they even While they talked about. Another. I remember watching the the behind the scenes, and I guess we t- probably talked about this in Winter Soldier, but I. Uh, that they made her head slightly smaller because apparently your head kind of shrinks as you get older just a little yeah. bit. Not weird. I think you shrink in general. That's why yeah, like little old ladies are little old ladies. Yeah, ah, little. <laughs> Have you seen a big old lady before? <laughs> <laughs> it's impossible. They don't exist. Yeah, I mean, like. <laughs> Unless it was an even bigger lady before she got older. Ah, ah. like Shaquille O'Neal's mom is yeah. maybe a big lady, I would assume. Because he is? Yeah. It seems know. reasonable to think, it's, but it's a logical conclusion to come to. I <laughs> yeah, think. It's, it's bringing in a lot of heat. There's a lot of <laughs> Shaq listeners. You're gonna, yeah, you're gonna, gonna get an email from like, Shaquille God. O'Neal's mom from Patrice O'Neal. I hope that's her name. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it is actually. No. Uh, well, so this movie, this movie made one point one five three billion dollars at the box office. It's a lot of money. Yes. Pocket change. That's only <laughs> number six on the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe ranking list <laughs> of what they've made. This is the second right now it's the second to lowest billion dollar grocer they've had however captain marvel's creeping in on their that territory and so maybe by the time this comes out which will be in like a week or two maybe captain marvel's already passed it but that's just because of inflation or something no dude even even with it even adjusted for inflation um captain marvel's still (laughs) actually yeah adjusted for captain for um inflation yeah captain america's or captain marvel's very close to this actually oh yeah, I don't know. I was just making something up. Uh, yeah. was, you know. Box Office Mojo does all that math for me, so I don't even have to worry oh, about it. Or they nice. just pretend like they do. Yeah, that's true. Like that. uh, no one's gonna question them. They'll, they'll <laughs> laugh it up anyway. Just just throw a number. In. You don't know Box <laughs> just, Office Mojo. Uh, this one on Rotten Tomatoes garnered a ninety-one percent critics rating with an eighty-nine percent audience rating. That is is so rare to see those two synced up so well. Oh, I know. You watch a DC it, movie, and it's like, it's always like. 89% audience and 20% critic. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's always opposite, too. Yeah, yeah, always. Same with Star Wars, too. That was like The Last Jedi was like mm. 85, 90% on Rotten Tomatoes, and then the audience was like 50. Um, I, I, yeah. I love seeing that disparity. But yeah, it's like universally, at least when this came out, everyone was like, yeah. this is so good. Which is, this is the it's funny weird. thing. The comparison so has been drawn before, but this came out two months after Batman v Superman, right? All right. Both are, you know, movies about the respective, like, tentpole yeah. figures in their franchises fighting each other. Both have a billionaire playboy who's, who's you know, no. kind of on the mend. Uh, both have, like, a dude who represents America and, like, yeah. the hopefulness or whatever. Uh, both involve mom death. Uh, mm. both, That's pretty standard, though. That is pretty standard. You've got to have some mom death. you got to have some mom <laughs> you gotta death. you got to have a little. Uh, both, both have a, a convoluted villain plan. Mm. Uh, really, which, really which one makes more convoluted. sense, though? That's the question. Because I was going to get to uh, Zemo's plan, and it's like, even like, I've watched it, I've rewatched it a couple times. I'm yeah. like, okay, this time I'm going to figure out 
how this works. There's too many coincidences that oh, happen yeah. throughout, you know, his plan. And maybe it's just like he had a lot. He's like uh, one of those planners that has like he has like a bunch of contingencies. Yeah, I, yeah. I think he's like Where a he's secret like, operative happens, or something. They they put something there. Yeah, yeah, but like yeah, just, you're, just you your normal excuse, like, well, he's a he's yeah. a spy guy. He's a <laughs> top, like a good one, like superhero <laughs> level. Yeah, well, it's. Yeah. Because that is the thing, and that's always the catch-all. Is like, oh, he had like eight plans, and and this is the one that happened yeah. to work. But there were a bunch of others for whatever. But it's like, I don't, I don't know. It's if a I pretty that. massive. I mean, how long was he sitting yeah. in that bunker? He's like, they're gonna come. I think. Yeah. Huh. At some point, I'll, and come. then it'll be so cool because I'll be able to pop in with this little line and show them how weird they are when I'm sitting behind oh. this microwave door. I'm gonna say something about his eyes. <laughs> yeah, his <laughs> eyes aren't all the way blue. <laughs> it's gonna be great. How great to find a flaw. That was. Wow. I you know what and I do is it's funny because I'll, I'll give him crap for like his convoluted plan and everything, but at the same time, I do enjoy Baron Zemo. I think he's a pretty he's, decent he's villain. Yeah, yeah, he's cool because he's real. Yeah, yeah. he's, he's like a, a, a hu- like a human person that was affected by by Captain know. America. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, by the Avengers. I guess. Oh yeah, because it was Sokovia. That's yeah, right. Take, take I, I keep thinking Iron comic Man's book origin. Cause, yeah, because he like represents like the. Uh... Keeps in the word represents here, but like he's the guy that gets screwed over. Like yeah, he's well, the guy he whose car gets smashed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and by car, car you mean yeah. family. Yeah, yeah, his family got smashed by and an car. airport fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe a car fell off, and it like logically makes mm-hmm. sense, which is cool. It's yeah, like cohesive. It's 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 fun. I here's here's the question: Is whose whose side do you guys take? Whose side do you think has more of a point? Well, Ooh. I don't know. It's weird if you try to side with Iron Man. Uh huh. It, you get to the point where it's like, well, it's all your fault. Mm-hmm. I do agree with you, but for you, mm-hmm. you know, because Captain America hasn't really done anything that, you know, needs his, uh, you know, for someone to watch him. Basically, what the Sokovia yeah. Accords is for, it should be more for Iron Man or for Captain America. Yeah. And I, I, I agree with Iron Man that, like, yeah, you need oversight. You can't just have high-powered people. Like, he had Wanda... Uh, Scarlet Witch mm-hmm. out there. What what training does she have? Totally, yeah, no, no training. They yeah. like they were trying to cha- train her, but in the field, I'm like, what? I'm like, what is really? That? That's... <laughs> Just because she can, she's magic. You need to use her in like special ops where people's lives are on, on yeah. the line. So it doesn't make sense to do that either. Yeah, uh, it, it, it's interesting. I, I like. I, I like where both of their characters are in this movie. I like that both of them have their the viewpoints that they have because it's like after everything that Iron Man's experienced, his his thing that he's learned has been like I gotta stop trusting myself. <laughs> like, yeah. I need to let other people make my decisions for me because clearly I'm not good at it. And Captain America, over the course of his movies, what he's learned is I need to trust myself and I I have to stop putting my hands or you know or the sort of the weapon of myself in the hands of other people. Um, and so I, I like where they both are. I feel like there's there's that part of me, that like independent spirit in me that's like, oh yeah, team cap all the way because, you know, screw bureaucracy or whatever. But at the same time, you know, cap's not the one who created yeah. a giant robot army. And <laughs> yeah, you know, like, yeah, but can, yeah, can you put your trust in like five or six people and just trust that they know what they're doing? Not just, you know, have the right good intentions, yeah. but know what they're doing to not kill a whole floor of... Innocent True. Wakandans. I think if mm-hmm. I were if I were just a regular citizen in this world, I feel like I would be looking at the news over the past few years and being like, you know what? Let's look at death counts res- that 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 
the government is responsible for versus what the Avengers are responsible for. And let's look at life counts that they're responsible for, too. <laughs> and just go let's with the check lowest the leaderboard. One. Yeah, let's just go. Yeah, well, like, because I'd look at the leaderboard yeah. and I'd be like, oh, like, didn't the government, like, try and kill all of us last year? Okay, cool. Then I'm with the Avengers. No, the government let the Hydra grow inside them. <laughs> And not Sexy. they tried. To, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they tried to kill everybody. It wasn't the government. That's not, that's yeah. like that's like um, metaphorical tentacle porn. Yeah, that basically is what that is. It's like Hydra just starts slithering and growing inside the government Ooh, and touching geez. all of its <laughs> deep crevices. Gross. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but see, that's the thing. To the average citizen, it's like, is it any different? Like Hydra be like manipulating the government versus the government just being stupid? Like. If I if I'm just a regular person existing in that country where they had guns pointed at half the citizens in the world or in yeah, the country, well, like yeah, from yeah the citizens' point of view, they're like yeah, all right, Avengers, they stopped the invasion. Yeah, I know that. I yeah. saw it. Yeah, and uh, the government they pointed to a bunch of helicarriers. Exactly. Huh. Yeah. yeah. If I'm yeah. if I'm a citizen, and especially when Tony Stark is the one who's like on the side of the government, it's like this billionaire who like thinks he's really cool and like you know again built an army of death robots uh again yeah you'd just be like easily captain america what has he ever done wrong like what has he ever done to attack us yeah well i mean imagine like because you know how like citizens like they they've they've never seen the movies so they've only been you know what they (laughs) obviously (laughs) seen the movies (laughs) (laughs) there's like one guy in the world well stan lee's seen all the movies uh his his character oh yeah the watcher yeah yeah. i would love that if like a guy in the a guy within the universe is watching Avengers, and then he looks out the window, and it's like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> and it's like, I thought there was a movie! <laughs> someone was... someone figures out, like, someone's secret, Spider-Man's secret identity just because they were watching the movie. They're like, guys, it's Peter Parker. It's, it's right there. <laughs> Wait, where, where are you getting your info from? <laughs> and then Peter watches it, and he's like, who the freak filmed me? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I thought I was alone. I will be honest. Got that some was good angles. Yeah, that was, that was a good take. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be real. Uh, yeah. Well, that reminds me. Have you seen that? Uh, there's a post about that. Um, what if uh, what if everything was real and uh, Thanos snapped his fingers and made us all forget? Oh. What do you think of that? Mm, interesting. That, uh, that it is real, but uh-huh. we, just, we just don't know it because he changed reality. Well, so then we had... To six, make it movies. So then we had 16 billion people on the earth before this? Yeah, we forgot about them. I feel like the ecosystem would have really would have really been affected. No, we had a lot of people. Yeah. We had too many. That's kind of my thing with Thanos, and we'll get to this when we talk about Infinity War. Um, I, oh, yeah, I guess that's literally yeah. what we're talking about well, next. Yeah, no, we're doing yeah, that in a couple weeks. But Yeah, yeah, that's at the end of this line. road. <laughs> um, yeah. What kind of road are you taking us on, Jason? <laughs> yeah, but, yeah I guess we'll, we'll talk about Thanos. It's <laughs> way down the line. Um, Why is he bringing this up? I don't have no idea. Uh, uh, anyway, though, so Spider-Man makes his first appearance in this movie, yes. along with a couple other characters we'll talk about. No, he makes his second appearance. <clears throat> I just... He was a little kid in Iron Man too. Oh, well, that's a retcon. Retcon! That's a retcon. And actually, that is a thing to talk about. Um, I, I wonder, do we talk about that in Iron Man 2, or do we talk about that now? We, maybe both. Uh, no, so... Why not both? Why not both? <laughs> little uh, taco commercials. So why do you think... So Tony Stark... Let's look at Tony Stark's <laughs> team, right? He's got himself, War Machine, Vision, uh, Black Widow, uh, 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 Scarlet Witch, Elizabeth Olsen, right? It's a pretty good team. What? What team are you doing? Iron Man's team in Civil War. Black Panther as well. Whose side is Scarlet Witch on? Scarlet Witch is on Iron Man's. No, he's not. 
because she brings the cars down on Iron Man's oh, head. Oh yeah, that's right. So not Scarlet Witch then. Yeah. Okay, but he's got. So he's got. But he's got so confident. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? I was I, like, forgot for a second. I was like, I'm pretty sure she was on Cap. That's right. You're right. That. So Iron Man, he's got War Machine, he's got Vision, he's got Black Widow. Um, and dude, I before like the movie came out, I thought I'm like, dude, Iron Man's team is stacked. They are stacked. <laughs> Why? Why? Does Why? he need? And actually, I guess Black Panther in that fight, Black Panther is on his side. Why does he need a 15 year old kid from Queens? Well, to set up the Spider Man movie. Well, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, in the context of the movie, how on earth, like, especially this kid, he doesn't he know. He flew like, the kid in, yeah, from Queens. He's like sitting there. He's sitting there going, That's "Okay, weird to I think got about. I got two. But he can't fly into Berlin though. He yeah, have to go to like Antwerp or something. And then yeah, exactly. Because they closed down. down the airport, so he had to fly. His oh own. yeah. <laughs> he's like, "Yo, Tony, I can't get there, man." Yeah. Did he get stuck in customs with God, his, with his gonna... wristbands? Did they fly in a helicopter? Oh, I don't man, know. He probably had a private plane. Probably had a private plane. No, they do. It shows in the beginning of Spider Man. They jump. Oh, yeah, on. He's right. like, "Is this your first time on a private plane?" Yeah. Oh, private plane. Right. Retcons. But they still need an airport to land at. That's true. They did. Uh, unless it's like an Iron Man thing where they just drop out in a in a suitcase. <laughs> yeah, I'd like that he's not like expecting it either. Yeah, like, oh, this is cool. Whoa! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they just suddenly drop him out. Uh, but no, it is very weird to me. As much as like it was incredibly exciting to like see Spider Man in this universe for the first time and all that stuff, it is very weird that this guy thought that somehow like like let alone the fact that he's a fourteen year old kid and whatever like that he didn't have enough firepower on that team between him, War Machine, and Vision already. That he needed a fourteen-year-old kid to like push him over the edge, like that. What does Spider-Man do to really? I mean, he's probably been watching the kid for a while. Yeah. Like if sure, if, it's been, if he's been on YouTube, yeah, and he's superpowered Iron Man. You know, Tony Stark knows about it. Well, it's like, and then also he's like telling the kid to like stay out of the fight, kind of. So it's like, why did you bring him here? Well, because he knows that they're not going to hurt him. Yeah, but they don't know him because it's Captain yeah. America. So they're like, they're yeah. not going to. He's not. He's not going to hurt you. Yeah, but uh, he's you're a good asset. You know, to web him up. Yeah. That's his plan. He I says, guess. stay back and web him up. That's a pretty good plan. I, I guess, so he literally brought this kid out from Queens just so he could shoot some webs at Cap's hands for a second. He just went like, hey, can I borrow your web shooters? Yeah. Or like, he's he Tony Stark. He made new he ones, could, too. Exactly. He's Tony Stark. He could just duplicate them and then yeah. put them in his Iron Man suit. Yeah. That's not like a the, the Iron... That's not <laughs> You're thinking into it too much. Yeah, yeah. We're, <laughs> like, we're thinking more logical than Iron Man. I was with like the monism stuff, but yeah, that is way too far. Yeah, we got to Logistically, yeah. Yeah, um, a comic book, I just yeah. thought it was like interesting that like um I can't remember the exact line, but like when Captain's America's hands, mm. can, both Captains, yeah, America's hands <laughs> webbed. I think there's three of them by now. Yeah, there's three. <laughs> El Capitan. There's so many. And, um, when they're Cap- when they're both webbed, is like, like, do you know who I am? And yeah. Spider Man says something like, "Mr. Stark says you think you're right, but you're wrong." And therefore dangerous. Yeah, he, he, said, he says therefore, but it's Mr. Like, yeah, it's Mr. Stark. Yeah. It's like a, Mr. Stark says like you're word wrong, word. but you think you're right, and that makes you dangerous. Yeah, yeah, and it's just such a. It's I don't know weird. why it's a poignant line, but it's just yeah. kind of like what? I guess that is kind of America. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that like the most American thing I can think of. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, that is so interesting. That that's is very kind of like like guilty until yeah. proven innocent. Not unlike airport security. Hey, 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 it all links together. <laughs> it's, all it's all a web. It's uh, just uh. interesting. Ah. So, like, is he just like recruiting kids and just been like Captain America's back? Uh, yeah. How many other kids do you think Tony Stark just like has in a little Rolodex that he's like, oh, if I ever need a weird super powered kid, I, I got this one from Queens on deck. Well. Yeah. Well, is it? There is a, a lot, like in the like the television shows. Yeah. How does he not know about Daredevil? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or like Luke Cage. That, see, and that's I feel like Luke me. Cage would be like bulletproof guy can't die. 
Yeah. Well, and like, of course, like, rights are a whole thing, and, and Marvel Studios, you know, like, in Marvel Television didn't get along, but what, like, yeah, it's if you're already going to Queens to pick someone up, you've got Jessica Jones is right around there, Luke Cage is right around there, like, I guess Iron Fist is probably around there, like, you could have grabbed those three people if you and wanted yeah, to. Yeah, most of them are pretty famous, especially yeah. Luke Cage, he's the most famous well, of yeah, all of them. And he could literally, for any of them, literally just be like, I will give you $10,000 if you come over here. Like, not even a huge amount of money for Tony Stark, just like $10,000, that pays your rent for a while. And they'd be like, just, just for right. a weekend, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah literally. I'll give, you, I'll give you 50 bucks to, to what come I gotta to do? Germany uh, with me. Just stand there, I guess? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, We're gonna have a little brawl in a, <laughs> in a vacant back, a parking lot. Yeah. At an yeah. airport. Um... What's funny to me, there's there's some screenwriters in the Marvel Universe that kind of get carried across movies that you wouldn't like kind of see the link between. Like the screenwriters of this movie are the same ones who wrote the first Captain America movie and the second one. And that's kind of interesting to me because there's a huge change from one to two, you know, tonally and like the character, the way they understand it, pacing, everything. So I find it interesting that those those two guys, Marcus and McFeely, Chris Marcus and Steve McFeely, uh, that they were able to be like, to, to to carry over and and make such a drastic tonal shift in their writing. Well, I think it, it also kind of shows like the you know how much goes into a movie, and it's not just yeah. like one director or one actor or one screenwriter yeah. that makes the whole movie. You know, that is the sum. Of like everything. it's the you know the combination of everything, all yeah. these people working together, and you can have completely different results based off of like one or two different people. You know, like yeah. a different director, yeah, or you know, different art. Supervise. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What all yeah. the jobs? There's a lot of you know. A lot, a lot of, of jobs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know that. There's a lot of jobs. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A, lot, a lot of people that make a movies. <laughs> um, make the talkies. The <laughs> it is. It's 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 funny to kind of look at like this is this is the moment like the Russo brothers obviously proved themselves with the Winter Soldier, but this is kind of the moment that they first got to really play in the sandbox of the Marvel universe. And just and now, like looking at, we're preparing for Endgame. It's like that their fourth movie that they've done for Marvel. It's the second part of the most expensive film production ever. Uh, like it's it's kind of wild to think ten years ago these guys were directing episodes of Community and Arrested Development, yeah. and then within ten years they're like, oh yeah, we just made the most expensive movie ever yeah. made. Yeah, did they just really like them in Winter Soldier? I, here's like, what I think you it want is. You like all of our movies now? Maybe they were like producers and then like moved into it or something. Not even. Uh, yeah. They 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 were brought in as directors on Winter Soldier. Um, Marvel. The thing with Marvel strategy. So first off, if you're a TV director, especially a sitcom director, um, a single cam sitcom director specifically, your biggest asset is speed. Uh, you want to be able to get all of your coverage every day because you know there's a shooting schedule. It's pretty tight, and if you go over, you're basically not going to get a job again for a while, uh, unless somehow there's other extraneous circumstances. But and so when you're when you're shooting on that thing or on that that tight of a schedule and that tight of a deadline, you have you know x a number of scenes to get done every day, three scenes usually ish uh, to get done every day. Like you know you you have to like really manage your schedule, manage your time, and be able to get good performances out of actors in like two or three takes, you know, like yeah. if you go over three takes in television, you're probably not making your day, uh, or at least three solid takes. Um, and so the thing with the Russo brothers, I think that made them appeal to Marvel is they could keep schedules. They could, they could get things done, get performance out of actors. Actors liked working with them, but they could also find ways to be creative within that. Because the thing with a lot of TV shows is they're not often super well shot because the directors don't have enough time to, plan things out and yeah. figure out the most artistic and interesting way to shoot something. Yeah. 
Whereas the Russo brothers managed to kind of do both. They managed to meet all of the deadlines, meet all of the, the you know, sort of restrictions of a TV schedule, but find interesting ways to sort of flex within that. Yeah. And so I think Marvel saw that and went, well, we're basically making, you know, really, really expensive TV. You know, Pretty much. We have these movies that are churning out at this rate. We set release dates a year before we even hire a director. Like, you know, it, and so they, 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 I think they just looked at that. Plus there's two of them. You know, so that makes it... <laughs> That's double. Yeah, you just get it's double. It's the captain's thing. You know, it's the you captain's to, thing, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> More is always better. The brothers. And so I think yeah. that was the thing, is they're like, they know how to work with characters, they know how to work with actors, they know how to make a schedule, they know how to work within a budget, and they don't have the kind of ego that, say, if they were to have brought in, you know, a giant feature director, if they were to have brought in... You know, I don't know, Ang Lee or, you know, like, I don't know why that's the first name that came to my head. Ang Lee. But, Michael Bay. You know, or even Shane yeah. Black. When Shane Black made event, Iron Man 3, I'm sure they dealt with a lot of, like, you know, tough, you know, issues of just like, hey, mm-hmm. I'm an established director who's made some good films. You know, like, yeah. I don't need necessarily to put up with this. Yeah. Whereas the Rooster Brothers are like, yeah, we've done one indie film before and then a bunch of TV, like... We know how to just listen to what we're told. Yeah. Because also directors in TV don't really have that much power. They come in, they shoot their coverage, they they give notes on one cut, and then they're gone. That's that's it. And so yeah, that's true because Marvel mm-hmm. needs um, directors because mm-hmm. I've been you know if you keep up with a lot of this stuff and I kind of do mm-hmm. that there are some directors that like they don't want to do Marvel movies because they have to keep to s- such a strict like uh, yeah they work plan, within you know because they're like this yep. has got to lead to this and then this and then we got Infinity War and then Endgame and it's all got to be one big cohesive story that makes yeah. sense yep. and not just have a bunch of retcons because you know when you watch movies with a with a sequel yeah. and uh, the sequel they want to do something different and it's like well yeah. they just changed everything it's completely different yeah and uh, yeah there's a lot of bigger um, directors want to do that mm-hmm. they want their vision they want this is what I'm going to do yeah you know I'm going to make the Mandarin not the bad guy exactly. kind of thing yeah. well and I, th- I think hiring the Russo brothers was what made Kevin Feige and the rest of Marvel Studios realize what they were doing. Like, I, th- I think working with the Rooster Brothers on Captain America made them go, oh, if we get someone who doesn't, A, demand a giant price tag, B, demand, you know, a lot of stipulations. If we get someone who's hungry and young and, and experienced enough to know the process and we provide the things that they don't know how to do, like the stunt choreographers and the people who figure out the action set pieces, the VFX teams, all that stuff. Like, if we supplement the stuff that these small-time directors don't know how to do and just allow them to direct, go and get performances, and follow our narrative, we're golden. And so, and so yeah. that's when they start, you see them start looking at TV directors at that point. They, they hire Alan Taylor for Thor 2, which doesn't work out, you know. But they hire the Russo brothers for this one. They hire um, Anna Bodden and Ryan Fleck for Captain Marvel. Uh, you know, they hire people like James Gunn and Taika Waititi, who, like you know, were known quantities. People knew their stuff, but they'd never worked on this scale before, you know, and so... Yeah, they're, they're always smaller directors that they... Yeah. Most of the time that they pick. Yeah. Because I've noticed that. And even... Mm-hmm. Uh, who's the guy that directed Iron Man? Or Ant-Man? Uh, oh, um, originally it was going to be Edgar Wright, but then it ended up being Peyton yeah. Reed for that exact reason. Yeah. You know, because they learned... Because I, yeah. I watched the, the docu... The, they had a big meeting with all the directors from all the movies. Oh, and he he was talking about Civil War. And yeah. he, he was... His complaint was that... He, that um, the Russo brothers get the giant man reveal. Yeah. And he was like, he's like pretty upset with that, but like, he's like, oh yeah, whatever. And then made Ant-Man and the Wasp, which yeah. turned out to be a great film. Yeah. So yeah, so they have, they have a plan and yeah. then they need directors like what you're saying that yeah. can follow the narrative. It's the same thing yeah. with TV, man. Anytime a director comes in, it's basically like, okay, here's where you're starting from. This is where we need you to end at. Here's the script. Like you have everything you need. You just have to 
go in and execute it, you know, yeah. bring in whatever creativity you can with the visuals and with the acting and the performances. But this is your story. This is where we need you to end up with. This is all the weight that you have to carry for our larger story. You know, figure out how to do it. Do you think that yeah. makes you more or less of a creative director? I think it depends on who you are. I think it. Yeah. I think it very much can make you more creative. Yeah, um, because you have to work within you know drawn line yeah. and boundaries. Yeah. When like Edgar Wright, mm-hmm. um, he's the one that did Baby Driver. Yeah. Correct. Which is one of my favorite movies of all time. And he just incredible. you know he just did yeah. whatever what he had in mind and you know, I've heard him talk about that movie and he's got the songs and yeah. and he's it's all his vision and yeah that makes him a really great director mm-hmm. but it's it's a lot easier when you have so much freedom yep. but then you end up with you know awesome results and either way you're getting awesome results with Endgame you can, yeah. or independent you're not independent but like uh yeah your your own story your baby your original yeah, stories original which and Hollywood we'll, does desperately. They need that. And lot. I love. But anyway. I, I think I think the thing that'll be interesting is to see the next original project the Russo brothers take on. Because I think that this whole system of, of going through TV, going through the Marvel Universe and stuff, they've probably learned a lot about finding creative solutions to their to whatever stipulations they have. And so it'll be interesting to see what the effect of that is when they enter back into the world of not as many restrictions, of being able to shape their thing themselves. You know, I mean, they've they haven't written a they haven't written a screenplay, you know, for themselves in a while. They've given notes on other people's stories. They've, you know, like obviously given like helped to write the screenplays of these Captain America movies. But those were written by Marcus and and McFeely. Uh, And so it's it's, you know, I I think it'll be quite interesting to see how they play in their own world again. That'll be cool. Yeah, because they could either do amazing or they could fall flat. Yeah. But I would I would love to see the result. Totally. Either way. It'll be interesting to watch. Um, anyway, so so to kind of wrap it up, uh, uh, let's see. What was what, what was the MacGuffin of this movie? Was it the Winter Soldier? I guess the Winter Soldier is the MacGuffin of this movie, right? Yeah. Oh, the sick. Well, yeah. They're they're basically just everybody's trying to get him. Yeah. yeah. So I guess that's the MacGuffin. And then the one guy's trying to set him up. Yeah. Yeah. So he yeah he's the pivotal. Yeah. He's the thing. I uh, I guess. I, that's a, I, I feel like as as MacGuffins go, that's pretty good uh, yeah. to have a character that is just like kind of running of his own accord and doing his own thing. Well, it's it's in it's part of the story. It's yeah. not like some sometimes you have a MacGuffin. Not an Infinity that, Stone. Yeah, that's just like doesn't make. It's just like oh, it's just there to keep the keep yeah. the show going. But yeah, it's integral to the the story. Yeah, it is an app. <laughs> I'm just thinking of Helmet just like searching through the files or whatever. <laughs> and then just like hitting this like absolute like gold mine. Like, yeah. Captain America's best friend killed Iron Man's parents <laughs> in cold blood. Oh my God. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, no. I'm so using this. <laughs> it's like, this is, <laughs> this is stays in the final draft. I did. And I, I loved that scene, by the way, the yeah. flashback of Winter Soldier killing his parents. I, I felt like that was such a good way of. Like the example that um, Vince Gilligan talks about this a lot about Breaking Bad, how their rule was always to play in the sandbox, how you want to you know find ways from your first couple of seasons of their show to to use little plot threads to come back later and, and yeah. sort of you know create plot out of that rather than creating new characters or whatever as you keep going to start to use everything that you've already built and then bring it back and and use it later on and so that yeah. was a good way for me like yeah. of using everything that they had already set up the parents had died they died in a car crash all that stuff and then actually showing it and paying it off yeah well they teased that that in winter soldier yeah that he was one of the victims of the winter soldier yeah you know with uh, they had newspaper clips yeah in winter soldier they were like howard stark dies in car crash or whatever like (laughs) plastered on the little like winter soldier's been killing people anonymously (laughs) 
I know. I just find it funny that like um, Iron Man finds out this guy has killed his parents. Yeah, and then they still beat the crap out of him. Yeah, like just cause and like you suck it up, <laughs> suck it up, Iron Man. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, your mom don't mean shit. I was like, how much does Bucky mean to you that like? Yeah, <laughs> you know, just, I don't know. Beat the guy up yeah. a lot. I mean, if he's willing to throw away his not not just like his friendship, but like basically his life, because w- 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 where we see him in Infinity yeah. War, yeah, is. Yeah, you know, he hasn't changed his suit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> made some modifications. Hasn't even washed it. Man. I don't think so. Man. <laughs> it was like dark and gritty, dirty. Yeah. It looked like Deadpool twos, you know, yeah. um, held together by duct tape. <laughs> yeah. So for our, for our last couple of questions here, uh, did the larger MCU bog down the story of this movie? Like, did the fact that it had to do world building did that hurt this movie, or do you think it helped it? Um, for people that are fans, mm-hmm. it's it's perfect. Mm-hmm. I loved it because it's like a. An, you know, accumulation of all these great characters yeah. and all these movies that you've seen. And, uh, you know, like it's the, like the same thing as like the first Avengers where yeah. you see all these things and then it comes together. But, um, this is just more like storytelling is coming together, not just characters from different movies. It's different stories and different, um, issues all yeah. coming together from different movies into one movie. Yeah. So if you're a fan of the MCU, it's amazing. But if like my buddy Kyle, yeah. he's like, I don't know what's going on. I don't care about these yeah. characters. Yeah. So, yeah, for the casual moviegoer, definitely, it's it's not uh, you know yeah. the first one to start with, even though this yeah yeah I feel they probably could have like cut a few things here and there. Like yeah. Spider Man is definitely tacked on. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's definitely a, a script writer. But like no, overall, I'd say it was pretty. Yeah, I think I think solid as as Marvel movies go. I think yeah. the the larger world, the MCU definitely helped this movie more than it hurt it and i yeah. think there are a lot of cases where the larger mcu hurts the movies as we've talked about i think on this that's podcast. why they brought in spider-man for the casual moviegoers just to be like yeah just be like spider-man so you gotta come see it yeah, <laughs> yeah and they're like true. i don't it doesn't make any sense but hey point. spider-man's yeah, yeah. here if they sold it as like a scuffle in an airport i'd be like sure yeah, yeah. But like spider-man spider-man's there that I reveal in the trailer was like oh my god yeah was, oh yeah it was huge i remember freaking out um, Stan Lee cameo. Uh, let's let's rank the Stan, rate the Stan Lee cameo out of ten. What is it? He shows cameo? up as the uh, FedEx driver when when uh, Tony Tony's stank. teaching yeah, oh, yeah teaching Rhodey how to walk. What it's do you think? Good. How's that one? Yeah, out of ten, one through ten. How'd you rate it? Ten out of ten. Ten really? Ten. We're gonna rate this top of the line, huh? Ten out of ten. What yeah, do you I, think, I Ryan? Straight ten. Really? You're giving this one straight 10? Okay. Uh, technically 20, so that's pretty good. That is that is a cumulative <laughs> score of 20. Um, what about you? Hmm. I'd say this is about eight or nine. Yeah, I'd go oh. for that. So somewhere between that—that that makes this, I guess, a nine point seven five. Is that, is that math? Yeah, that's math. I that's that's a lot of math. I don't know what math is. Um. Okay. The the mid the mid credits scene. Uh. We've got. Uh, we're gonna rate the mid credits scene. Bucky in Wakanda. Uh. He's going in cryo sleep because he can't be trusted with his own mind or whatever. Uh. And he doesn't have an arm. A one. A one. Yeah. Wow. You wanna know why? Why? Does that make it, it does not make any freaking sense. How so? Yeah. Because they're there and then with the beginning of Black Panther. Yeah, but that's Black Panther getting back. But that's 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 continuity fair, is very yeah. important to me, that's Jason. Fair. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. All right. I if feel it did that. make sense, it would be like an eight. What about you? I don't know. Oh, I, I haven't seen that bit, but like now oh, it does make theory, sense yeah. in retrospect, but like it didn't really need to be there, I don't yeah. think. It's I mean, the post credit scene, yeah, yeah the yeah, post credit scenes never need to be there. I just like ranking the post credit scenes together. Um, I'd, say, I'd say for me that one's like a, f- 
That for me, that one's like a five or six. It's an interesting thing. I think it's cool, but it's just like, not paid it just off. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. yeah. How about the post-credit scene of Spider-Man in his bedroom uh, with his little wrist thing, and he discovers the whole Spider-Man UI or whatever? Then it says Spider-Man will return. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. Because we're only yeah. we're only we're only comparing it to other post-credit scenes. That's not, the thing is like, oh. like that's what I was thinking of. I was compared like, to like what, shawarma. Compared to because the, the post-credits is always the one that's not really. That's I'm trying to that, go by like yeah. how mem- memorable it was to me. Yeah, because like, yeah. I remember seeing all these in the in the theaters, and some of them are like eh, lame, and some of them are like oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, none of them have ever been like a ten for me. Yeah, really. Yeah, Maybe, so, yeah, I'd say the Deadpool one is pretty good. Well, Deadpool that's a different is, uh, universe. That's a different universe. That's Marvel. Yeah. Yeah, man, this, this is, is MCU. Yeah. This is the road to Endgame, and that one's not on the road. That's a that's a that's a different road. It's pissed oh. off. That's it's, a it's like, we're all going to stop, watch Deadpool later <laughs> on, and then we'll get back on the road. Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, I mean, I guess plot threads abandoned on this movie would probably be that, that Winter Soldier thing at the it's end of the movie. It's not abandoned, it's just retconned. Yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting one. Um, but other than that, I don't think there was really any plot threads left dangling from Civil War. No, I wouldn't say so. Not so far, at least. And what happened to all those people couldn't find their card. <laughs> <laughs> no, this this movie tied everything up in a in a nice bow, and yeah. I, I liked that it brought back Thunderbolt Ross. That's a cool thing to bring back. Like again, the sandbox thing, like playing mm-hmm. within it. I think this movie is one of the best examples of playing in this universe and doing some new stuff. Yeah. 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 Anyway, I think that's uh, I think that's all all we've got today. This is a long one. Uh, but uh, you can follow the show on uh, every social media platform at that might be cool. Uh, you can check us out on Patreon if that might be cool. Thank you to all our supporters. You can find exclusive episodes on Patreon of us <gasps> talking behind the scenes. Check it out. Check it out. It's Exclusive. sick. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Ryan Burke, where can they find you and your stuff? Well, Give us all the plugs. Oh, well, Twitter, Ryan Burke writer, Instagram the same. Yeah. Facebook, Coronary Comic. My Coronary big passion Comic. project. Big old passion B-B project. Big passion project. BBPP. Yeah, it's essentially about what would happen if plastic surgery becomes free. Check Ooh, it out. Yeah. If plastic surgery becomes free, you hear that, listeners? That's yeah. a pretty interesting concept. I wonder what kind of world that I would see be. Chase's eyes light up. I know. I'm Chase, like, oh, Chase is like, what? I can finally fix my whatever. Yeah. I don't really know. I was like, You're I was perfect, about to say Chase, something. Don't, yeah. Don't 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 listen to him. Don't. No, I want to make myself look even more like Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> um, you just have to glow. Um, we need to edit a, 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 photo, a photo of chase in post just <laughs> yeah edit it into our audio yeah. podcast <laughs> um yeah uh, check out coronary for real coronary is a dope comic um search i'm sure if they go on google and search coronary yeah. comic they'll find it it's on comiXology it's on comic central all the good stuff it's everywhere i know i'm gonna check it out chase is certainly mm. gonna check it out he's curious about that world 100%. um and uh thank you for joining us maybe by this point we had a sign-off phrase but who knows if we actually have one so for right now i'll just say thanks for listening that's a good one that's not bad <laughs>